series Bates Motel but while they're on their break we've been doing some other things uh, today we are going to be covering just some general what we've been watching things and we are also going to talk about Psycho 3 so it's a little bit Bates related I'm Sue I'm Em welcome back hey so what's new Em anything new <laughs> We should probably start this off by saying we were going to record this before Christmas. Was it before Christmas? Yeah. Before Christmas, and Sue's cat had a emergency, and she had to run it to the vet that morning, so we couldn't record it. So it's now after New Year's, and as many of uh, everyone that's been on Facebook knows, we told on our Facebook, but Sue and I lost our own mother on New Year's Eve. Um, that morning, yeah. she passed away. So we've uh, this will be the uh, Jane Jane Wright Memorial Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, it's just kind of weird that we're going to be talking about a psycho too. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> but yep, our dear mother just passed away quite suddenly, unexpectedly. Yep. So the thirty first. So we've been busy with funeral and we went it was out in Wyoming where she and my dad lived and Emily stayed Emily and I stayed for a few extra days and helped pack up some of her things and we're back we're back <laughs> <laughs> it's nice to be back it is yeah and we want to thank everybody for your kind words and everything yeah on Facebook um and messages, things like that. And yeah, Sue and I are doing good. Yep. 
We're doing no. good. We, I think we handled it well. I think so. <laughs> <laughs> as well as you can. <laughs> as well as you can. Yep. Anyway, so we're ready to move on. I've been doing a little editing. Hopefully we'll, you'll, this will all be in the past, but tried to get some caught up editing work, but that's been really hard to do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, you're busy Christmas... enough during the holidays, and then this happens. It's like, ugh. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Christmas was super busy. We had so many guests. We had a lot of people over, lots of company, and just a lot of stuff. And editing is a pretty solitary job. <laughs> right. And right. So it's hard to do, and I've got a bunch of people at my house. And then when all the hubbub was over, our mom passed away, and Anyway. One of those guests was mom, so Emily and I were fortunate. (laughs) Yep, we were fortunate enough to see her at Christmas, so that was that was great. Yeah. Because if I hadn't seen her they came out. I am too. It it would have been August was the last time I saw her if she hadn't come out for Christmas, so Hmm. I went out there for Thanksgiving, so Right. So but anywho Anyhow, okay. Uh, let's see. Should we start with feedback? Yeah, we got a feedback from Harold. Harold, what I've been watching. Since the last time I sent in my what I've been watching, I decided to put the pause button on Batman the Animated Series and give Prime Suspect starring Helen Mirren a try. It had been sitting on my Amazon Prime queue for several months before I was ready to watch it. By the time I got to it, I found out that it was no longer on Prime. Luckily for me, it was available on Netflix. I was hooked immediately. However, by the time I got to the second episode, there was a notice on the screen that it was leaving Netflix at the end of the month, which was coming in three days. I managed to cram in a total of six episodes, which comprised the first three series, before it was removed. In it, Marin plays a supervising detective who has to solve various rip-from-the-headlines hot-button type of cases, as well as navigate the politics of the police department and juggle her personal life, which is a problem considering that there is both rampant sexism in the department and she has an oft-putting personality and is not skilled and disinterested in office politics so she isn't particularly popular i hope i'm hoping that it'll come back to amazon prime or netflix soon you know i kind of had the almost the same thing except i watched five or six episodes and then just kind of got involved in other things Mm -hmm. and then i went back to it looking for it to finish it and it was gone yeah i had it on my queue i didn't realize until i you just read this that it was gone, so that's too bad. I I had wanted to watch it. I didn't yeah, it get a, a chance, series. so I hope it does come back to one of the two. Yeah, I think it was done in the 80s. Was it? Okay. Yeah, it's just weird it's gone. It's like, why? <laughs> I know. Like these things can go off and on and just come right back. Right, right. Yeah, because Her- Helen Mirren's always good. I-, I enjoy her quite a bit. Yeah, and it was really intriguing, and it's kind of fun to see a murder case or something mm-hmm. played out through a long series. It's like serial. <laughs> <laughs> right. But yeah, I recommend that too if it ever comes back. The next show that I binged through was Arrow Season 2. I wrote to you about the show before. Back then I mentioned that I had 
given season one a shot because I had heard a lot of great things about season two, and that season one developed in a way that turned out to be very compelling, with hints that the showrunners had plans for several seasons of further development. Well, season two was terrific throughout. It was about the continuing growth of the Arrow character as he changed from a vigilante to a hero, undergoing major challenges and suffering serious losses along the way. The Big Bad was terrifying in all the right ways, as it was someone who not only knew all of our hero's secrets and methods, but was better at them than him, and was nursing an intense personal grudge, and would not be satisfied until Arrow was totally ruined. There were plenty of moments for aging fanboys like myself, such as the first time that Green Arrow and Black Canary teamed together. Oh, this was based on a comic? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I totally thought it was like Robin Hood. No, I mean... Is there a Robin Hood show, or is this the one I'm thinking of? I think there is a Robin Hood show on some channel, but uh, uh... now Arrow is its a comic book that goes way back. Oh, <laughs> I had no idea. <laughs> but my favorite moment came in another episode when Arrow returns home to find the big bad having tea with his mom, which led to the best episode of the show so far. The thing that makes this show so great is that it has so many characters that you become invested in and enjoy following the arcs of their characters. I'm now caught up with the current season, which has dropped off slightly from the highs of season two, but they just ended their mid-season finale with a jaw-dropping moment, so there is hope for a fantastic back-end to season three. Nice. I, I'm definitely going to give Arrow... Arrow's not the only one that's recommended this, so... You probably won't like it, but I think Cam and I will like it. All right. You watch it, and if you're like, <laughs> oh, maybe she would like it, let me know. Okay. <laughs> <clears throat> okay. Most recently, I've been watching Lost for the first time. It's a little weird in that I have been hearing spoilers about the show for years, including just about every podcast I listen to, and even in the Arrow pilot which I rewatched last night after seeing Cycle 3. So going in, I knew that there would be a smog monster, a hatch, and that people were proposing explanations such as time travel or that they were all dead. I also kept waiting for a female cast member with a Hispanic name because I remembered that there was one who was busted for a DUI. <laughs> it's just a weird <laughs> thing to remember. <laughs> yeah, I think it was Michelle Rodriguez. Yeah. So I knew that there would, would be more characters than the group we met in the first group of episodes. None of this bothered me in season one because I really didn't care much about the mysteries of the island. What I liked and what they did so well was to do what they do on Orange is the New Black, create interesting characters with interesting backstories and find a way to tie it all in to the ongoing narrative. Season two was less successful for me because they started running out of backstory and those mysteries took prominence. Maybe it's just me, but I don't see how the details of the Dharma Initiative could ever be more interesting television than the story of a critical day in someone's life, crucial day in someone's life, or the ebbs and flows of a years-long relationship. I also hated how they ruined certain characters in season two, particularly Charlie and Michael. It got to where I couldn't stand to watch them anymore. No one could watch Michael anymore. <laughs> nope. <laughs> And Charlie had some disturbing moments, but I always loved him. Yeah. It got... Okay. It probably says something that instead of going on to season three after watching the cliffhanger ending of season two, I'm finding myself 
re-watching episodes of Arrow and Justified, or looking for something else to sample, such as the first episode of Black Mirror, which creeped me out, but I'll probably give it one more shot. Give it a shot. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I've watched the first... I've actually stopped at the one that's about people that have died, because <laughs> I'm like, oh, I don't think I want to watch that this week. Because <laughs> I just started don't watching watch it that this Christmas. <laughs> yeah, let, let some time pass before you watch that one, because that's a creepy one. <laughs> okay, I'll uh, maybe I'll just skip it, because they're kind of just twilighty, right? They are, yeah. Okay. Um, Harold, a lot of people dropped out on season two of Lost, so it gets better. Yeah, it gets better. I... <laughs> Lost was just so dang fun to watch while it was going on, and just the whole community and stuff. It's just right. probably a different experience now. Probably. Plus, we, I mean, I think everyone knows that a huge portion of people were disappointed and mad, so you have that over your head, which right. we didn't. We were like, oh, this could just be the most fantastic thing ever. <laughs> <laughs> it was a very different experience watching it live. <laughs> Yes. But I think it's worth watching. I don't, I don't know. I liked it. I liked it. I'm, But I'm not going to guarantee everyone will, and everyone didn't. Right. I'm planning on doing a rewatch of Lost sometime. Yeah, I started one and then stopped. But, but yeah, season two is kind of notoriously... It's, it's one where a lot of people just kind of gave up on the show. It fascinated me. The whole idea of the hatch, mm -hmm. for some reason, just fascinated me. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I liked it, but it, there is some things. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> and season three, frankly, has a lot of haters, especially the yeah. first half, right? And yeah. And then the second half is doesn't. I think the second half really rears up, if I remember correctly. I think it does. It's been so long. I mean, I haven't watched it since it was airing. Yeah. So, but I say keep keep going, Harold. Yeah. Just to say you did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just to say you did. Uh, he says, Harold sent a second email saying, just sending a quick addition to my last email. I just saw the one I love with Elizabeth Moss, who was, wait, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Let me try that again. Just sending a quick addition to my last email. I just saw the one I love with Elizabeth Moss, which was released a few months ago, but is already on Netflix. Any description would be a spoiler, so just take my advice and watch it. It was awesome. I did, actually. I did, too. <laughs> <laughs> I had heard about it early on when it was just on video on demand, mm -hmm. and it sounded really good. And so I looked, and it was like nine bucks, and I thought, gosh, that just seemed like a lot of money for just me to sit and watch it. Right. <laughs> I just got, I went, eh, I can wait. And so I thought I'd wait until it, I think I looked up then, and it was coming out in like a month. Right. On to like iTunes to rent. And so I waited. And then, honestly, like five days after I bought it to rent on iTunes, it got on Netflix. <laughs> I was like, do! <laughs> oh, <well. laughs> Not a big deal. It was totally, and I don't mind because it was really good. And so I don't mind supporting it a little and right. 
paying to rent it. Right. Yeah, I caught it on Netflix because I, I had heard someone talk about it. We probably listened to the same person. Again, it was probably Matt Singer. I just tend to take his recommendations. <laughs> yeah, it might have been he, Matt Singer, too. I don't know. He and I have very similar tasted movies and stuff. So hmm. if Matt Singer recommends it, I will almost always watch it. Yep. So Kristen Reidman, my sister-in-law, sent us a email. And it says, hi, Sue and M. I am just diving into the newest Sue Watches Buffy podcast. It is perfect timing for me. I didn't watch very many episodes over the holidays, and I'm ready to get back into it and see what's up in the world of Buffy. When I watched Buffy last, I picked out what I think is my favorite series quote. I can't remember the episode, but Giles says, just because this isn't going to work, there's no need to be negative. (laughs) (laughs) You really need that type of attitude if you're going to live in Sunnydale. I also wanted to thank you guys for doing the Movie List podcast. It was so fun to listen to. I can't believe how many great movies I haven't seen. I made note of several from everyone's list and have started watching them. There's a lot of good stuff out there. Thanks for your awesome podcast. Happy New Year, Chris. Thank you. Yeah, Chris. thanks, Chris. We could have had a happier New Year. But... I know, she said that before <laughs> Mom died. <laughs> yeah, the day before. <laughs> She actually came over New Year's Eve, um, Chris and Cam's sister Randy and her husband Dave and their two boys spent New Year's Eve with us, and I hadn't told them about mom. I just wanted them to come over because I wanted people around me, (laughs) and I told Chris, I was like, my mom died this morning, and she just burst into tears. (laughs) I know, she's so sweet. (laughs) So, Yeah. I know that she watched Girl Walk all day with her nephews that are like 14 and 16. And they hated it. <laughs> and I told them, I was like, you are not the demographic for that movie. 14 and 16 year olds? Yeah, probably not. Boys. <laughs> so, Chris liked it, but the boys didn't like it. So there's two people that didn't like it. But, All right. You know, it doesn't surprise me that they didn't. They're, they're boys. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. Thanks for the feedback, people. Yeah, thank you very much. Um, and thanks for watching Psycho 3, Harold. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. Should we start with our list then? Yeah. Um, yes. Um, okay, so since we both watched the one I love, we yep. just discuss it for a second. Yep. Um, I the only thing I would say is I. Well, first of all, I knew there was a huge spoiler, and no one was spoiling it going in, and I watched the preview. The trailer. Mm-hmm. And I guessed what the spoiler was it was right away. I just oh. knew what was probably going to be the spoiler. And I was right. I um, and... had no idea what anything was going in. I All I knew was that Elizabeth Moss and Mark Duplass were in it. And that's enough. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's enough. And was recommended i really think matt singer had it on his like top 10 movies of the year list and 
So, yeah, I went in knowing absolutely nothing about it, so it was delightful. Yeah, and I'd also say that it, it, I think it would be extremely interesting, an interesting watch for anyone that's ever been in a long-term relationship. Mm-hmm. Is in one now, or, you know, maybe always has been, but mostly in one now. It was, it's good. I was telling Rob all about it. Oh, yeah? Well, I don't know if I told him all. Yeah, I did. But did I? Yeah, I did. Because I was telling him an element I wanted to talk about that I thought was interesting. Yeah, it's it's kind of hard to talk about the movie because you, it's best to go in like not really knowing much about it but it's i loved it i highly recommend it yeah i really loved it it was too. a I lot just... of fun and very interesting and it just makes you kind of think yep yeah especially that ending it's like oh man was that on purpose Who <laughs> 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 yeah. you know it yeah it's good so it gets our approval Watch it. Yes. It's, it's on Netflix. My... It's easy to watch. Highly recommendation. Yep. Okay. And then it sounds like you and I both watched Black Mirror. Or Yeah, let's talk about Black Mirror for a minute. So this one I picked up just because it's been just kind of all the buzz. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's kind of a technology-fueled Twilight Zone. It's all the ones I've seen, and I've seen three of them, I think, have been heavy on like futuristic technology and things they all are i've watched all of them okay and kind of cautionary tales Mm -hmm. a bit Mm -hmm. well they're just really good it's done it's uh it's from england right yeah it's i think it's a bbc show um and I heard there was a Christmas special with John Ham, John Ham in it over Christmas. I heard that I don't that know too. if it was on my TV or not, but I was. That was around when I was I was watching it over Christmas break, mm-hmm. and. Um, so I was gonna go look for it, but I was just too busy and forgot. Hopefully, it's not long until that one is available. Yeah, yeah, I heard about that. Um, yeah, it's a great show. It's. They're all separate episodes, so it's not like one, you have to watch one to watch the next one or anything. Yeah, in fact, I had watched the second, I I read the description of the first one, this one that Harold said disturbed him, and I just was like, eh. It was very disturbing. <laughs> did you watch it? You didn't watch it? No, I did, finally. I, well, I, did, I went, eh, and so I thought, oh, I'll just start with the second one. It just struck my fancy because I had heard that they have nothing to do with each other. They're mm-hmm. separate stories. So I'm like, eh, not really in the, I don't know if I can handle this first one for right now. So I just <laughs> you don't want to see the a second one. Prime minister having sex with a pig. <laughs> <laughs> just the whole premise. I was like, eh, maybe later. <laughs> not really into bestiality. <laughs> I watched the second and I liked it and then then like the next night we got that email from Harold and I was like hmm guess I better watch it <laughs> so it was Harold's email that made me watch it <laughs> and it was really good oh I, I mean, love the first one it was disturbing but it was just a, 
intriguing. You're just at the edge of your... It just... Oh, I know. It was gripping. It was. It was. Absolutely gripping. And I just loved the end. Like, the reason oh, man. was just insane. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. Just, yeah, disturbing. Yeah. <laughs> And it was one of those that I was watching it in the morning and Cam came up and was like, what are you watching? <laughs> I was like, I don't know. Yeah. He's like, you find the weirdest things. <laughs> oh, then the third one was so disturbing. I need to watch the third one again. That's the one... Where you can, your whole life is recorded. Yes. And so you can go back and replay, and you can replay anybody's. Well, I don't think, I think you have to have permission to. Right. They have to do it, but you can see it on TVs. Or they can just watch it in their mind. And just the ramifications of what that can. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that one to. I want to watch again, because by the time I was watching that one, I was kind of doing other stuff, so I didn't. Oh, Pay too close. I mean, I knew what was going on, but it. Yeah. I need to focus more on it. So those you haven't watched any of the second season. Um, I'm guessing not. Those are the definitely the only ones I watched. So oh, yeah. the, I think it's the third one of the second season. I think it's called White Bear or something like that. Oh, it's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I loved it so much. Just amazing. Well, I'm excited. I'm going to definitely what I'm planning to do this week. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Besides when I'm not editing. Yep. Yep, I love. I would say skip the one where the guy dies. Just give it a few months. Give it a few months. <laughs> Everything's still so real. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's only <laughs> it's been, a been a week. It's been a, it was a week yesterday. Yep. Wow. Okay. No, a week on Wednesday, I think. No. I don't, I don't know. Was it Friday? It was a week, yeah, a week Wednesday. So, yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, but definitely watch the White Bear, I think it's called. Oh, so good. Okay. I can't really remember what the third one is, what, what the other one is in that series, but I know I liked it. I just can't think of it right now. I'm trying to pull my cue out and... But far as I know, yeah, here it is. Far as I know, none of the others have a theme like the first one, Harold. So <laughs> you're good. <laughs> White bears will be the next one I watch, I guess. If I skip, be right back. Yeah, be right back, skip, and then there's then the there's bear. the Waldo moment. Oh, that's a really, really good one. Yes, I like that one a lot. Yeah, that one is really, it's a, yeah, it's funny. <laughs> I want to watch them all again. <laughs> Except for Be Right Back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we deal with this with humor. <laughs> I, I it was one of the funniest funerals I've been to. <laughs> Even our dad spoke at her funeral. <laughs> And made everybody laugh. I know. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Emily Maybe. spoke too. I did. Told some stories. Yep. We're having another memorial service tomorrow, this time in Utah. And I'm speaking at that one. 
Yeah, I guess I'm doing... I don't know, I feel weird doing the same thing again, but... Well, it's a whole different crowd. I know. Except for a couple of people. Just some family. Yep. So... It'll be fine. Yeah, I... I wouldn't handle losing, like, my husband or my kids the way I handled losing my mom, because she's, you know, my mom and... She was 70. She was 70. She was... Just not part of my everyday life right. anymore. Right. Anyway, we. And my dad's doing really well and. Remarkably well. One of our sisters is living there, and so he's gonna be okay. And. Yes. They're gonna be awesome. There, we call them the odd couple. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Dad's Oscar, Catherine's Felix. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be. Just interesting to watch them this year and see <laughs> how it shakes out. <laughs> yep. <laughs> but they get along really well and they'll be cute together. Yeah, they'll be they'll be good. So alright. Okay. Um wow, those were like the first two on my list. Should I just go on? Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> okay. I also watched, this is on Netflix, and it's just a little TV show thing. It's called Mysteries at the Museum. I thought I'd recommend it for anyone that likes just kind of, uh, it's really just going to different museums and objects that are like seeped in a mystery surrounding history and stuff. Oh, cool. And it's just one of those good family sit down and watch, eat dinner and watch it. Right. <laughs> you know, or outside watch it before bed if I just wanted something. Just, I don't know, while I do other things. Right. It's good background show and dinner show and whatever. And there's a few of them that are too disturbing for, like, Scout. So we just skip that one. Mm-hmm. I don't know, like Lizzie Borden stuff or whatever, you know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, yeah, there are some murder mystery ones. Anyway, it was... I don't know. I'd just like to recommend it. it ooh, it was... Um, I learned some things about James Dean's car. I had, I knew that his car was considered cursed. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Holy crap. <laughs> I cannot believe what has gone on with that car. Really? I don't remember all the details really well, but like... So, he had just gotten it, like, two weeks before, right? I think and so. crashed and died. Somebody bought it, restored it, crashed and died. <laughs> um, it was being, and then another time, it was being hauled on, like, on, like, a trailer thing, uh -huh. being moved somewhere, and it caught on fire. <laughs> no, no. Oh, what is it? Okay. The fire one, there was a point where it was, there was just, let's see, it was in a warehouse, and the warehouse caught on fire, and everything in it burned but the car. <laughs> and for some reason, there's still a scrap at a museum, but the final thing about this car is that it was being hauled from somewhere to somewhere, and it just when the driver got to the destination, it was gone. <laughs> and he, like, can't explain it. 
What? It's crazy. Like it was just gone? Yes. <laughs> like it rolled off his trailer and he didn't realize it? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> That's insane. It's been some months since I watched it, and but I was blown away. I knew that there was some mystery and some curse surrounding it, but it's crazy. The full story of what's gone on with that car is nutso. Weird. Maybe I'll put that on today because I need to take my Christmas down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Generally, that's something I do on the 1st of January, but <laughs> right. that wasn't happening. <laughs> <laughs> I think I walked around in a daze all that. I don't even remember that day. <laughs> yeah, I had me here. Our um, our brother Matt and his wife B and their little Lucy came. Oh, not just because Matt had a lot of time off, and so they came to celebrate New Year's with us. That's right. And to just come to Utah, we were gonna go look at lights, take Lucy to Temple Square in Salt Lake City. Does like this huge? They light up every tree. It's beautiful, and it is awesome. So we were gonna take Lucy to that, but. The, yeah. Stuff stuff got real. <laughs> stuff happened. <laughs> and so Matt took off and went to be with our dad that day. And B just stuck around because we knew Rob and I would have to take separate cars because I thought I'm going to probably be up there a little while. And school was starting for Rob. And I knew we'd probably do some sorting at the house. Right. Just making sure my dad's okay. You know, you rally the troops and you... Exactly. <laughs> you stay as you're needed. <laughs> so I knew that would happen, so I'm like, hey, you know, B, why don't you stay here? And so B and I walked around in a daze for a couple days, and one of the days times is we just took all of Christmas down. Yeah. I... So that was nice having that done by the time I got home. Yeah, when I got home last night, I walked in the living room and I was like, ugh, stupid Christmas. No, I'm so glad. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's okay. So, anyways, we'll probably be. Yeah, <laughs> I know. <laughs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> We're gonna wax <laughs> reminiscent once in a while. We need it, okay? Our mom died. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. So, yeah, maybe I'll put that on today. You said it was on Netflix. Yeah, just Mysteries of the Museum. There's quite a few of them, and it's just, you know, cool. that kind of show that's just... I like shows like that. I do, too. Yep. Uh, okay, and then I started Peaky Blinders. I thought I mentioned that. I'm only two episodes in, and I'm just kind of meh. Yeah, I put that on my queue. I'm hearing a lot of good about it, so I'm going to keep going. Who's the guy in it? Is it... I'm not sure there's anyone. Oh, really... I thought I thought I recognized the main actor. Maybe not. Maybe I should recognize him, and I just don't. Haven't seen what he's famous for. Oh. Anyway, that one gets a meh for me. If you've seen it and loved it and wanna cheer me on, <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> and maybe it gets really good. Let me know if it gets really good at some point. And so that's that. Um, I watched the last season of Mad Men again with Catherine. Because she binge-watched it after I binge-watched it. And then she didn't have the next season. And 
I had the, uh, I still had it on my DVR, so when she came for Christmas, she came with our parents. Um, we binge-watched it over three nights, and it was really fun to watch it again, and I'm really excited for the last season. <laughs> when does it start back up? March? Or May or something? I think it might be March. It was March last year, because I was, I was watching it along with Bates, wasn't it? I think so. Right on. Yeah. So that was fun. Isn't Silly and Murphy in Peaky Blinders? Yeah. Okay. I was just looking it up. Who's that? You don't know who he is? No. Oh. You've never watched, like, the 28 Days Later movies or... Oh, yeah. I've seen him. I guess it's been a while. Yeah. I like him. He's he's a good, creepy guy. He was in, um... No, he's in the wind that shakes the barley. That's right, like right. Him. He's in that. He was the Sandman in ooh, The Dark Knight or Batman Begins. I can't remember. One of the Batman movies. One of the Christopher Nolan ones. And, uh, yeah, I like him. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> oh, that's okay. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, okay. Um... Oh, and I finally watched Room 237. Oh, did you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it just, it was, I was just going through and I like didn't know what to watch and I was just looking through my queue and I'm like, oh man, I put that on there so long ago. That <laughs> sounds good. I'll watch a documentary. What did you think? <laughs> it was good. Man, it's... people are weird. <laughs> I know. <laughs> the woman who like did the blueprint of the hotel and was like, that window couldn't possibly exist. It's like, geez, lady. <laughs> Have you never seen a film set? I know. <laughs> they do the best they can, but come on. I know. Cut them a little slack. Cut them some slack. That window can't exist. <laughs> <laughs> and just the guy who thinks that Stanley Kubrick, like, didn't he think that there was like a theme of genocide or something because they used a that type of baking soda that has the (laughs) indian on it it's just like they needed to put something there (laughs) (laughs) and in the 70s that was a pretty well used brand of baking soda i remember it (laughs) i remember it (laughs) you know he he did have a fairly compelling argument. But kind of, but... <laughs> it's still bogus. <laughs> kind of reaching. <laughs> Very much. Yeah, but yeah, if you're a All fan of, of it was exciting, it's, it's a pretty interesting documentary. It's Uber fans that, like, really take the movie seriously. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, uh, that was fun. Um, on Thanksgiving... I went up to Wyoming, and my dad, my parents had, they took their last trip this fall, and they went to Boston. That was like my dad's bucket list. He had never been, and he wanted to go up to Maine. They went to Martha's Vineyard, and they went to Salem, Massachusetts, and so he got home and thought, he got, he was all on fire to watch The Crucible. He just wanted to watch it. That's what we did on Thanksgiving as we watched The Crucible, and it was so funny. Because <laughs> we were watching it, and it was like, this is just really weird to watch on Thanksgiving. Because <laughs> it's kind of like the era. It's the Puritans, and 
I... It's just a really disturbing story <laughs> and really sad and tragic and it was it was good. Um but it had uh Daniel Day Lewis in it which sparked Oh yeah. My brother Matthew and I to quote <laughs> Daniel Plainview <laughs> incessantly afterward. <laughs> Matt is obsessed <laughs> with There Will Be Blood. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and so after we watched The Crucible, the next day we watched There Will Be Blood. And it was amazing as always. Mm. It was. We like our. We like our uh, There Will Be Blood quotes. <laughs> <laughs> and when we're out there, as you all who has been following the podcast, No, it's scary movie time. Um, the scary movies we managed to watch together were Paranormal Activities 2 and 3. And we introduced our nephew Kyle to it and scared the pants off it. <laughs> He's a teenager. <laughs> They're scary. They are. They they are scary, and they were scary the next. You know, I had already watched them. They were scary again. Um, so that was fun. No real incidents happened. But. <laughs> Nothing fell off the wall like that one. No. <laughs> <laughs> nope. <laughs> it was all good. Um, and. I watched the trip to Italy. I did. did you see the trip? I did, and I saw the trip to Italy. Ah. <laughs> did you like it? Not as much as the first one. Yeah, I didn't like it as much as the first one, but worth watching. But I do not recommend it as a first watch. If you didn't see the trip, I was kind of like 30 minutes in, and I thought, if you haven't seen the trip, you would think this was the stupidest <laughs> thing you've ever seen. Yeah. <laughs> If you don't get it and know what's going on and know these two and who are, I mean, it's Steve Coogan and Rob, what's his oh. name? They're the kind B. of a, Bert, Burton? Something like that. Anyway, they're kind of a comedy duo in England and people know them and they play themselves, but it's fictional. So it's, it's a little strange, but they're, so the trip they're both of them. They're on a trip and doing um, like food tasting. Like they're a kind of like a magazine has asked them to try different restaurants and do write ups about them or something like that, right? Right. Yeah. And they're just kind of two comedians that just kind of irk each other. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's. The first one is really worth it just for the Michael Caine impersonation. Oh, scene. my gosh. When they, they do, like, this Michael Caine impersonation off. like they... And they argue about <laughs> how to do Michael Caine better. Yeah. One does, like, a younger Michael Caine. One does the older <laughs> Michael Caine. And they, like, argue which is the better one. It's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> and there's more of that, although in the trip to Italy, it's more Al Pacino. Al Pacino. But, man, the best part, I thought, of the trip to Italy is when they're in Pompeii and Rob is talking to that boss. 
Yeah. <laughs> He's like talking to, they've got like a body in Pompeii that is like enclosed in like a glass case. <laughs> and he just like starts talking ask the body and having this conversation. <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> he, he's like, is who does he play? Like a reporter or what? I don't Something know. like that. Like, yeah. And he's talking to it and it's talking back as him. And it <laughs> is funny. <laughs> But there are beautiful shots of the countryside in Italy. Oh my and gosh, yes. When they, it always shows the food and they talk about the food a little and they always go into the kitchen when they're preparing the food. It's, you know, it's a little food pornish, a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's Italy, so bravo. Well, and they're on like the, what's it called, like the Amaldi Coast or something. I mean, it's like this beautiful part of Italy that they're it's following... amazing that places like that exist. It's so beautiful. Yes. They're they're on a tour of, uh, Rob is doing a story on, oh, no, I forgot who. Not Longfellow. Oh, um. L. Emerson? Byron. Byron. Of Lord Byron. So they're kind of going to places that he went to in Italy. Right. So kind of off the beaten path stuff. Right. Anyway, I enjoyed it, but not as much as the first one, and certainly don't watch it if you haven't seen The Trip. Yeah, watch the first. They're both on Netflix. Is The Trip still on Netflix? Yeah, they're fun. They're fun. I enjoy those movies. I like those, too. I do, too. Yeah, The Trip is still on Netflix. I want to watch it again. I know, me, too. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. And then I watched Mood Indigo, which is a... Michelle Gondry, who did uh, Internal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. And also uh, one I haven't seen. Um, something about dreams. Um. Eh, I forgot what it's called. Anyway. This one is done in France, and so it's it's a French language movie. And it's very strange. <laughs> I'm gonna have to say. <laughs> um, I I liked it, um, but there's caveat to that. Science of Sleep. Sorry, it's not dreams. Science of Sleep. Oh, I saw that one. Okay. Isn't that with? Uh, I can't remember, but I saw the Science of Sleep. Charlotte Gainsborough. Yeah. A lot of French people. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. Um. It's basically about like a, uh, it's, I would probably say it's surreal. It's got a lot of surreal imagery and it's very interesting. (laughs) (laughs) It's, uh, it stars Roman Duras and Audrey Tutu. And I don't think there's a cuter couple ever. Those two could be the couple in every movie and it'd be adorable. (laughs) They're so cute. Um, so there's that. It's um, uh, it's really hard to describe. He's like a rich bachelor, mm-hmm. but it's 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 almost like Richie Rich. There's a lot of weird little details about his house that are like automated, 
that just don't exist, but I wouldn't say it's futuristic. It's just surreal. Hmm. There, he's got, I don't know, it's hard to describe. Well, it, it would be hard to, dis- his movies are hard to describe. They're, they are. You know, I mean, it's hard to describe eternal sunshine of the spotless mind, you know? True. So. This is in the pre, this is in the trailer, so. I don't know if you don't like to be spoiled on anything, but this is in the trailer. They they meet and fall in love, and he's shy, and she's just too adorable. And they get married, and you see this little crystal form on their window while they're sleeping, and it flies through the air, and she swallows it, and it turns out to be like a lily that is growing in her lungs that's killing her. Oh. (laughs) And so she's like dying and there's a lot of interesting things like um, one of her cures is that she has to put flowers to her chest but the flowers die really quickly. I don't know why it's one of the cures. (laughs) (laughs) So he has to buy all these luscious, surround her with these luscious beautiful flowers all the time. And Anyway, watch the preview. It it was good. If you don't like weird, surreal stuff, probably skip it because mm-hmm. it's pretty rampant. But it's beautiful. Right. And it's interesting and it's cute and they're cute. Um, it's based on a book. And I heard, and this is the one that was available as the director's cut, and I heard they cut out some stuff that makes it not make as much sense, especially where the book's concerned. So now I'm interested in that. Because I am, I was left kind of at the end, I was left like, I'm off? Uh, I don't know what to do <laughs> or what to think. I could have used a different last half hour, I think, because mm-hmm. it kind of killed the whole movie for me. Oh, okay. A little bit, at least. Anyway, it'd be nice to talk to someone else about it. So if anyone out there wants to watch it, please do. (laughs) And talk to me. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then on Christmas Eve, we did our traditional elf watching. (laughs) That's become the tradition. (laughs) And... And then I gave, on Christmas Day, I gave my sister Midnight in Paris, and we watched it on Christmas. I love that movie. Uh, Yeah, Kat had never seen it. I didn't know she hadn't seen it. It was just, you know, you're like on Amazon looking for gifts. Right. You think, oh, you know, Midnight in Paris is a good one to buy Kat. Sure. And anyway, that turned out to be the last movie I watched with my mom, which will always be kind of neat. Yeah. That was fun. We all watched it together, and it's a good one if you haven't seen it. Most people have, I'd guess, but like Catherine hadn't. That's interesting. I, I would have thought Kat had seen it. I love Adrian Brody as oh, what man. is he? Is he Picasso? He's no, he's Dali. 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 <laughs> Remember, he keeps saying Dali. Yes. And the rhinoceros. Right. <laughs> I loved, I I love it because I don't know. I guess I don't want to describe what the movie's about if you haven't seen it. It might be a fun surprise. Right. But oh, and Michael Sheen. Oh, Michael Sheen. Such a douche. 
Oh, he's such a great douche. I that. know. He's such a pretentious <laughs> American. <laughs> Just... so great. Oh, think trying to connect, trying to correct tour guides and I things. Know. Just that kind of pseudo, I think. Pseudo intellectual art critic. Yeah. Doesn't know what he's talking about. Yeah, he's a, what's his name? Owen Wilson. Mm-hmm. That's how he describes him to his fiance is he's a pseudo intellectual and that's perfect. Yep. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good movie. I need to watch that again. Yeah, it was fun. Um, that's all I wrote down. So I'm gonna. If I come up with anything I missed, I'll add it to our next. Well, come March we'll be doing what we've been watching almost weekly, don't we? Yeah, we usually tack it on like at the end, or we yeah. started tacking it on at the end of when whenever we do baits. Yeah, we'll see what we do this year, but probably something similar. Yeah. So, all right. Um, well, I got caught up on American Horror Story Coven. Oh, yep, did you? That season was finally added to Netflix. What did you think? I liked it. Yeah, I liked it too. I liked it. I loved Kathy Bates. Oh, man. When, that has some great But she's just ahead and is like yelling <laughs> 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 Yeah. So, yeah, I liked, I liked Coven. I still like Asylum the best. That's just my favorite mm-hmm. season. Um, but Coven was good. And I've been keeping up on Freak Show, which, I don't know, I like it. I love Dandy. <laughs> I I'm not caught up. I don't think I might be. Dandy is just one of my favorite. Oh TV my gosh, he is so great. <laughs> <laughs> He's amazing. Um, so yeah, I'm watching Freak Show. I like it, and I watched Clue. <laughs> 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 and <laughs> it was funny, but. <laughs> Sorry, Elizabeth. <laughs> I don't know if she expects you to. I know. It really is one of those. I can see if you had seen it as like a 10-year-old or something. Just, you right. know. And it turns into like your favorite movie. I mean, right. so many of those movies, what would you say if you just watched it now? Exactly. And be For like, the first time huh. with like 42 or whatever, however old I am brain. You know, it's. Right. So, I mean, I I enjoyed it. But favorite movie of all time? No. (laughs) (laughs) But it's a great cast. I didn't realize all those people were in it. Um, And Booker and I finally saw Guardians of the Galaxy. And we both have heard a lot about that. We both liked it very much. It It was a lot of fun to watch. Is that a cartoon? Uh-uh. Oh, that's not the one that's like all the little superhero, like the fairy tale, like, let's see, the tooth fairy and stuff get together and do something. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking of something I else. I, I don't know. know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I don't either. <laughs> no, it's, um, no, it's not a cartoon. It's, it's based on a really obscure comic book that Marvel did that, like, I mentioned it before, but I listened to a podcast called The Geek Show Podcast. It's some mm-hmm. local Utah guys that 
talk about comics and just anything pop culture, really. And a couple years ago, when it was announced that they were doing this movie, they were all like, no way, it's impossible, there's no way they can do this movie. And then skip to two years when they all saw it they all were just squealing like little boys they loved it so much it was because so <laughs> they did it and it's it's amazing it's it's really good so i mean there's a raccoon in it there's a tree there's <laughs> some different aliens there's a human it's it's good um pretty funny and it's live action. it's live action yes Except for the raccoon, he's like a CGI, but they did a really good job, and Bradley Cooper does his voice, and such a good job. Yeah, it's fun. Um, I've been watching uh, season five of Walking Dead so far. Caught up on that. Right. And I'm enjoying... We're in hiatus We're in hiatus right now, but so far I've really liked the first half of season five. Me too. So, it's a lot of fun. This Scott Gimple, the showrunner, he he's really including a lot more of the comic book than the other showrunners have, and that's a lot of fun to see certain things. And mm-hmm. I have a feeling I know where they're headed, and it's gonna get nuts. <laughs> like, Good. He thought the governor was bad. <laughs> oh. So, is this a new person they're just gonna come across? I think so. I, I, they, yeah. I think they're gonna. Spoiler, but I really think they're gonna meet Negan. And I think he's gonna be the next villain. And Negan is insane. So, I'm hoping that's where they're going. And I think they are. All right. Um. I watched Tusk. This is the latest Kevin Smith movie. And (laughs) it is a very, very weird movie. It is based on a podcast episode that he did of Smodcast. Um, Someone had sent Kevin a link to an ad in a in like a London apartment magazine, like where you can, if you're looking for an apartment or a house to rent or a room to rent, you know, people advertise and this one, (laughs) it ended up being a hoax. But at the time that they recorded this, this podcast episode, they didn't realize it was a hoax. And it was a, a man saying that he was renting a room and it would be free, but the renter, the renter needed to wear this walrus costume that this guy had made and act like a walrus, <laughs> like for an hour a day or something. Because <laughs> the man that was renting the room had been lost at sea and like stranded on an island or something for a couple of years and made friends with a walrus. Anyway, and it just Kevin's imagination just. <laughs> it is one of the funniest episodes of Samantcast because he's like, you could make a movie out of this. And he just goes off and he and Scott, his partner, just talk about it and they come up with the story. And at the end, Kevin's like, I want to see this movie. I'm going to make this movie. <laughs> <laughs> and he kind of put did. out this thing. He says, if you 
and he was serious. You know, he's like, if you want me to make this movie, hashtag walrus, yes. You know, if you don't want me to make it, hashtag walrus, no. And he got like thousands and thousands of people said, did the hashtag walrus, yes. Only one person said walrus, no. And the guy wrote, I just had to say no because you had to have at least one no. So <laughs> Kevin ended up making this movie. And it if you're a fan of his podcasts, which I am and I have been, I started listening to Smodcast when it was on episode like 40. And I've been listening. It's on like 300 and something now. But um, there are so many little Easter eggs from all of his podcasts. It's so fun. And yeah but if you're not i don't recommend the movie because it's really weird and but if you are a fan watch it because it's it's good how do you watch it what kind of platform did it go on i it it got released in theaters um uh but only for like a week it he it debuted it opened up the toronto film festival um Uh i rented it on amazon but now it's at Redbox. You can get it at Redbox. Okay. Uh, it's just really bizarre. <laughs> it all sounds bizarre. <laughs> <laughs> but listen to the podcast episode. I think it's called The Walrus and the Carpenter. I think it's number like 239 or something. Um, it's just fun to hear it. I don't know. Anyway. Um. Cam and I have started watching a series called The League. Are you? Do you know what this is? I've heard of it. I don't know what it is, though. So it's it's a show. I think it's in its, like, sixth or seventh season. But it's basically a show about a group of friends who do a fantasy football league every year. Yeah. And I only watched it because... So I'm, I'm fans of a lot of the people in the series. Like, Mark Duplass is in it. Um, Nick Kroll is in it. Um, the dude that does How Did This Get Made is in it. Um, Adam. Wait, no, I can't remember his name. Um, but, and, I mean, it's just weird because Cam and I are not football fans at all. Mm-hmm. In fact, we, like, actively hate football <laughs> and we hate fantasy football even more because we just think it's so stupid <laughs> but we love this show <laughs> very interesting we love it um paul Shear, that's the same paul yep. Shear, yeah um so this, okay is it reality show no, or no, is it like fictional. fictional show okay and it's a group of guys. There's like four or five guys, and then one of, and then one of them, their wife is in it, and they are so funny. I mean, seriously, it is so funny, and it has a lot to do with fantasy football, but there's also a lot of other stuff going on, and it's one of the funniest shows I've seen in a long time. It just it is laugh out loud. They are so crazy about fantasy they take it so seriously and they really like sometimes like ruin each other's lives just to they prank each other a lot i don't know it's it's funny i recommend it is it on a comedy central channel 
it's on um, FX, I think. Ah. Uh-huh. But it's on, I think it's on both Netflix and Amazon Prime. I think we've been watching it on Netflix. But it's it's really funny. Like, the person who wins the the fantasy football for that season, like, gets this big trophy that they've made. And they named it after, like, a girl that they went to high school with who was a real nerd. I mean, it's just, <laughs> this is so funny. <laughs> um. So we've been enjoying that. We're about, I think we're into season three now. Um, I watched a movie called Happy Christmas. With, Mm -hmm. it's Anna Kendrick. Um, She plays, she plays a sister that moves in with her brother and his wife after like a breakup with a long-term boyfriend type thing. Mm Mm-hmm. And oh, I kind of, it's fairly new. It's huh? kind of new, yeah. But it's already on, I think I watched it on Netflix. Um, huh. But she has a drinking problem and doesn't really realize it. And just kind of, you know, lives with her brother and kind of bad things happen. It's It's kind of a serious movie, but there's a lot of funny it's it's mostly ad-libbed like i guess the guy who made the movie i guess he's an indie filmmaker that's done a few movies um i guess he just kind of had a outline and then he he had them just ad-lib most of their their lines but it's good it's 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 really good there's um nothing like devastatingly bad happens. no 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 just like for instance you know, she gets drunk one night, and in the middle of the night, she goes up and puts, a like, a frozen pizza in the oven, and then goes back downstairs and passes out, and, like, their house just fills yeah. with smoke, and just things like that. Yeah. All right. So, and they've got, like, a two-year-old, and he's adorable, and I don't know. It's good. I recommend it. Okay. Um, I watched... An Amazon original series called Transparent. Is that with uh, Jeffrey? Jeffrey. Wait. Tamar? Tambor. Tambor. I've seen that. Is he like a crossdresser? Yeah, he's. Um, yeah, the the movie, the show is about Jeffrey Tambor and his three kids. And he's, like, in his 70s and comes out as a transvestite. And he's got the most awful kids in the world. (laughs) 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 They're horrible, horrible people. (laughs) But it's intriguing. (laughs) It's good. I love it. Is it a half comedy? Kind of. A dark comedy? Or is it just not comedy? No, there's some comedy in it. Just... And it's just really interesting. And the woman who wrote it, it's based on her real life. Her dad came out hmm. when he was, like, in his 70s. So, but Joe Duplass is in this. I've watched a lot of Duplasses. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but he's in it. You don't see Joe star much. No, either. but he's good. He's my favorite of the three kids. Yeah. Really? Yeah, I like him a lot. 
So Amazon did pretty good. Was this their first original? They series? came out with like five or six original series at once, from what I heard, oh. and they're kind of basing it on how many downloads they get, like which ones are going to go on for more series, more seasons. Um, from what I understand, Transparent is the most popular of the four or five or however many they they released at once. I haven't watched any of the others. This is the only one I've watched. But uh, it's good. It's interesting. The girl who was um, in, Abby Hoffman, I think is her name. She was the friend of the kid in Sleepless in Seattle, the one that like gets him the, oh, the yeah. airline ticket. She's, She's in it. She plays one of the kids. And they're all just so messed up in their own lives. And then their dad <laughs> just comes out as a transvestite. Um, <laughs> and then their mom is played. Their, the mom and dad have been divorced for years. But the mom is played by Judith Light. Um, she was the woman in Who's the Boss? Yeah. <laughs> uh, she is, I think, to me, she's the only bad part. I don't like her at all, how she plays the mom. Mm -hmm. She's... I don't know. She seems to be playing her like way too old. I don't know. It's it's hard to describe. She's like a really old Jewish woman, and I just I don't like what Judith Light's done with it. That that would be my only complaint. Well, I would never put her on a list of <laughs> great <Yeah>. actors. <laughs> Luckily. She's hardly in it, <laughs> you know, there's not no. a lot of scenes with her, so, right. you know, but I recommend it, Transparent, it's good. Yeah, I've been thinking about it. Yep. But I didn't know anyone that had seen it, and I haven't heard anyone talking about it, so I was like, hmm. Nope, it's worth it, I liked it a lot, and I'm <laughs> hoping, I'm hoping it gets picked up for a second season. Um, And then I watched Nebraska. Oh, yep. did you? And loved it. Bruce Dern is amazing. <laughs> and just awful. Um, but basically, he just plays an old man who's kind of verging on either like Alzheimer's or dementia. Mm -hmm. But he gets sent one of those publisher clearing house where, you know, how it says like, you've just won a million dollars. And, you know, he doesn't mm -hmm. read like the fine print where it really says like, no, you didn't. Oh, this sounds really I sad. know. And so they live in Montana, <laughs> and he keeps getting caught by the police, like, just walking along the highway, because he, he has to go claim the prize in Nebraska. And mm -hmm. the police kept keep catching him. He's just, like, walking down a major highway, and they keep picking him up and taking him home. And, you know, the mom is doesn't know what to do with him, so um, the son keeps having to like get him out of jail and bring him home and the son decides you know let's just take him to nebraska let's just you know it, it it's kind of like this he knows that he, this is probably gonna be like the last road trip with his dad type thing and it's bill mm -hmm. hater heater how do you say his name um heater, from Saturday Night Live. Yeah. he plays the son no no it's will forte huh. i always get those two mixed up um, well, Forte is a lot easier to I say. Know. <laughs> <laughs> but it's Will Forte plays the one son, and then um, 
Bob Odenkirk plays the other son, and he's just awesome as always. <laughs> yeah. I didn't really know what it was about, but I remember, you know, I've seen, I guess I saw the Oscars. Yeah, because Bruce Dern was uh, nominated. Did he win? Or I know he was nominated. Uh, no, I don't think so. But, um, yeah, it's, it's great, because so Will Forte and Bruce Dern go on this little road trip to Nebraska, and on their way, they, like, on the way is the hometown that they all grew up in and and so they stop and visit some relatives and some old people that they knew and everyone and Bruce Stern is like I've won a million dollars and so and they all believe him and it, it's great it's it's a really good movie it's in black and white um yeah, I yeah it's that. on Netflix it's Highly recommended. I, I told my sister-in-law, Randy, about it, and she went home and watched it that night and just loved it, too. So it, it's good. Hmm. And then the last thing I saw was just a couple nights ago. Um, we all needed a break from going through my mom's clothes and emptying closets. So my dad has room to put his stuff in. <laughs> <laughs> so my mom had a lot of clothes. <laughs> the amount of clothes that woman she had. She could have like clothed a village for closets and we're not talking like oh that's stuff from the 70s she never <laughs> this was like recent <laughs> it was recent stuff <laughs> not too recent but you know like but all wearable clothes all wearable very nice that was our mom was a very stylish classy dresser yeah. Yeah. And she liked coats. Oh my gosh, there was probably 40 coats. Oh yeah, I'd say 40 like coats. Like nice wool. <laughs> <laughs> really nice coats. <laughs> and that was one of the first things my dad's like, can you clear all this out? <laughs> my dad is kind of the opposite. He doesn't want to linger on and with all the stuff and so... It was kind of a point of contention. Yes. <laughs> that she had filled all the closets. Well, our sister moved in last year, and there was, in a pretty small house, there were a lot of closets, yes. and there wasn't any room. They had to, like, buy a whole Ikea wardrobe dresser for Because them. my mom took up all of the closets <laughs> in the room that Catherine moved into. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yep. So anyway, we we spent like two full days going through the jewelry and the clothes and needed a break. So my dad took us all to, except for you, you went home, you went to Amy's house with your daughters. Um, but we all went and saw Unbroken. Yeah, I missed Unbroken, boo. It was so good. Um, I had to go and have kids. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> And it's the, I read the book a couple years ago and it's amazing. It's the story of this guy named Louis Zamperini, who he's kind of like a real life Forrest Gump. I mean, he ran in the, is it the 1932 Olympics that Hitler was at with Jesse Owens? Um, Probably. He so he, he was a track runner. So he ran in the Olympics. He went to World War II. Um, while he and his group were in 
like a B-52 or something. They had mechanical problems and crashed into the ocean. Three of them survived and were on a lifeboat for like 40-something days. I think for a long time they held the record for surviving the longest. Um, then they're captured by... Oh, and while they're on the lifeboat, like sharks are constantly circling them. And then they get shot at by a Japanese plane, and they all have to dive into the water. And while they're getting shot at, Louis is, like, punching sharks in the face. <laughs> it's just crazy. <laughs> and then they get captured. He's avoiding bullets. He's avoiding bullets and having to and punch punching sharks. sharks. I mean, it's crazy. And then he... They get captured by the Japanese or in a POW camp for, like, four years, and... It's so bad at the POW camp. Like in the book, he's like, I longed for the days I was with the sharks in the lifeboat. <laughs> I mean, it's just, wow. it is so good. Um, I mean, unbroken, because you couldn't break this guy. You you just couldn't. He, it, It's just amazing. And I mean, he lived, he just died in July and he was like almost 100 years old. He was like 97. He started skateboarding when he was like 80. Because, like, his hip was bad or his knee was bad, but he needed a way to get around, and he discovered skateboarding. <laughs> <laughs> but it's good. Angelina Jolie directed it, um, and she did an okay job. Uh, for someone who's a huge fan of the book, the movie was good, but read the book. I mean, seriously, it is, it's insane what this man lived through. Yeah, I need to read it. It is so good. But, uh, so yeah, I just saw that, I don't know, two nights ago with dad and Amy and Matt and Catherine. So, and Booker. So yeah, that's, that's what I've been watching. <laughs> we tried to watch, uh, as above, so below. Oh, that's right. We got it from Redbox, but we all fell asleep <laughs> except for Sarah. And Booker. <laughs> Oh, and Booker. <laughs> I got about an hour into it and then fell asleep, but it's... I got maybe 40 minutes in. Yeah. It's, um... Yeah, it's called As, a, As Above, So Below. And it's it's directed by some brothers, like the Dowdy, Dowdle brothers. Um, they, they're like the first people ever to get permission from the French government to go down into the catacombs in Paris and film parts of the catacombs that tourists, I mean, I guess there's areas where they do tours for the public. Yeah. They got into the parts where they don't do that. Like, and so it's kind of creepy. Yeah. I wonder how they got that permission. They were on the Nerdist, I think. And I listened to their interview and they discussed it. I can't remember what they said, but they were, I mean, they were able, they couldn't go, they didn't have, like, free reign, you know. Sure. But, but yeah, they, they were able to get into parts of the catacombs that people don't get into. And it's kind of creepy. Yeah, and according to Sarah, it's worth watching. It's worth getting. It really creeped her Yeah, out. and see, I fell asleep, like, right before the really creepy stuff happened. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do a rewatch on that one. But I think we were just exhausted. It was an exhausting emotional week. It was. <laughs> to, to, like, think that we could start a movie at midnight. 
<laughs> and stay up for it was silly. Yes. It. I don't know. I think all that stuff is more draining on you than you might realize while it's happening. Yes. I think we were suffering from that a I little think bit. So. It was kind of like Restless and Buffy. <laughs> They're like, oh, we can't sleep. Right. Let's get all these movies and they're out. <laughs> <laughs> yep. All right. Well, that's what we've, we've been, been watching. watching. I know I've watched a few other things, but I just didn't write them down. I don't remember. It's been a long time. Yeah, I'm sure I missed some stuff. But that's enough to get on with. Yep. So. Well, let's move on to Psycho 3. Psycho 3. Let's read Harold's email. <laughs> okay, right off the bat, I will say that I like this one more than Psycho 2. I kind of expected that with this one. They would go full-on money-grab exploitation mode, with Norman running around the Bates' home with his kitchen knife stabbing scantily clad hotties. <laughs> so I was glad to see in the credits that Anthony Perkins directed this one, because I'm guessing this was a sign that Perkins would only appear in the movie so long as he gained control over his signature character. Either that, or he used his leverage to get a chance to direct. Of course, sometimes when an actor directs him or herself, herself, that leads to overacting, which must have been a great temptation for a character like Norma Bates. But Perkins tamped down the hamminess and did a good job of portraying Norman, trying to contain his inner turmoil and even have a chance of redemption. Um, I will agree with that. Mm-hmm. But I did like Cycle 2 better. Um, I, I think I did too, but Psycho 3 was easier to follow. <laughs> the The plot made more sense to me than Psycho 2's plot. <laughs> True. I will just throw out there that I didn't like either one of them. Yeah, I mean, exactly. <laughs> but if I had to say... If I had to pick one over the other, I I would rewatch Psycho 2 over this one. But I didn't, I don't know, I didn't hate this one. I kind of <laughs> did. <laughs> we'll get into it. Um, things I liked. How the yellow ribbons for the school color suggested yellow crime scene tape, kind of subliminally telling characters do not cross mm-hmm. the line and enter this motel. When Norman sticks his fingers into a jar on the table full of his taxidermy fluids and it turns out to be peanut butter. Yeah, that was jarring. (laughs) The sheriff grabbing handfuls of ice. Oh, man. That was... That was the scene that I recognized and I was like, I have seen this. That was the only thing I... I did too, and I'm not sure... Me too, but I'm not sure I did see the whole thing, but I did see that. I've at least seen that. Yeah, exactly. That movie played at our house at one point <laughs> growing up. Um, the sound effect of the frozen arm snapping as Norman tried to pull it out. The little nods uh, to Vertigo and the birds. That for a moment, I was worried that Norman was going to get killed when his car went into the river before I realized that Norman getting killed is a good thing. <laughs> it is reminiscent of the first cycle when you worry that Marion Marion's car is Marion's car is not sinking. That is the best way to honor a classic to recreate the same feelings without simply copying. Yeah. That's, good. That's a good observation. I did not make. 
Things I didn't like. I would have liked another character moment or two for Mrs. Venable to get into her head a little more, and I would have preferred to have had more development of the Norman-Marine relationship. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe a scene where they bond over their therapies or childhood or something like that. Or even bond over something silly like a love of a certain flavor ice cream. Speaking of food, I noticed there were no sandwiches in this movie except for a flashback to Psycho 2. <laughs> there was a couple of hamburgers. Does that count? <laughs> there were a couple of hamburgers. We call them hamburger sandwiches sometimes at my house <laughs> just for fun. <laughs> so maybe it counts. Um, considering all the nods to the first psycho and that there is a diner scene where Norman not only orders for himself but for Dwayne, I can't help but think that this is kind of an intentional comment on the cheesiness of the last sequel. I give it three out of four bloody ice cubes. Wow. All right. Thanks, Harold. Oh, boy, this movie... (laughs) I don't know if I okay. Here's one thing about it. I started it at one o'clock in the morning, <laughs> and the the night ended by Scout throwing up. Oh jeez, <laughs> it was one of those nights. <laughs> but that all Scout didn't wake up sick until the movie was over. Mm-hmm. But I didn't sleep the whole night. I I probably had been asleep 20 minutes after the movie got over when Scow woke up ill. Um, anyway, it was just a bad night, and I was I was really awake when I started it, but I was probably not in a good mindset to start a movie, and right. It was really late (laughs) when I watched it. But I think... I don't remember. uh, Were we recording a night? No, we were recording a morning, and it wasn't that next morning. It was the next morning after that, so I don't know why I felt like I had... I think we had guests coming. I don't know, (laughs) because Scout wasn't sick when we had guests. For some reason, I just felt like, tonight's the night I'm watching the movie, and I didn't get to it till 1 o'clock. Anyway. I think you probably had guests coming because Booker and I watched it together because he, he called me a couple days after Christmas and asked if he could stay with me, you know, for yeah. a night or two. And that's one of the things that we did was watch Psycho 2 or 3. Yeah, I think, yeah, guests came the night after Scout was sick. And she was she was better. She only threw up once. She didn't have the stomach flu. I don't know something. Something just didn't sit right. Just didn't sit right. I guess <laughs> it doesn't happen very often, but it did. <laughs> anyway, okay. That was my experience with somebody. <laughs> I had a much better. It was me and Booker like on a Saturday <laughs> afternoon or something. That sounds nice. It was fun. <laughs> yep. So, so yeah, the first thing Booker said was, jump so we don't have to watch this movie. (laughs) (laughs) When the young nun, as we come to know, is Maureen, 
Right. Yeah, she's. It starts out they're in a. She's a nun in a convent, and she's like questioning her belief in God. Yeah, and my first note is this tower reminds me of Vertigo. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which I think is what Harold was probably referring I think so. to. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. There could have been more I didn't catch, but I caught that one for sure. But yeah, she climbs to the top of the tower to to jump to her death, and the nuns run up and try to stop her, and then kind of in a scuffle, one of the nuns falls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and she kind of looks like maybe the Mother Superior or mm -hmm. something. Um, and she's kind of blamed for it. Right. And, of course, it kind of ruined... She's already... She's, like, screaming in desperation, like, renouncing God at the top of this tower. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so you know things aren't good. <laughs> and there was some awesome acting going on there. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that one meant she's like... <laughs> So that nun dies, and there's kind of a atmosphere of blame, and she just takes off, and she's in a bad place. Yep. So she leaves the convent. And is kind of just wandering the desert. <laughs> you know what my first note is? <laughs> is that the mommy dearest chick? <laughs> yes! Yeah, it? she plays the older Christine. Wow, she really looks like her. Yeah. yeah. I don't ever think of that till now. But, yep, a very young Jeff Fahey picks her up. I don't know who that is, but, he was man, the pilot he was in really Lost. peppy. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> he was. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. I don't know if you've come across that yet, Harold, but he is in Lost. Yeah, he was really peppy. He really reminded me of just bad 80s. Oh my gosh, he was horrible. Just the worst. Worst lines, worst delivery. Yep. It was, it was really bad. bad. Yep. Yeah, so he tries, I don't know, it's pouring rain. He doesn't know she's a nun. Right. For one thing. And she's not offering up that information. And it's pouring rain, so they spend the night just in the car, and he makes some moves on her. Yep. She freaks out. Pretty, he's, I wouldn't say rapey, but he's, uh, he's, he's pretty, uh, what's the word? Aggressive. Aggressive. But not rapey. And, no. No, definitely, it wasn't, you know, it, if he would have proceeded on the path he was on, you could call it right. rape, but... He wasn't trying to be rapey. He was being aggressive, thinking that that's what she wanted. Right. But she freaks out. But not reading her signals. <laughs> <laughs> and she freaks out and leaves the car in the middle of the night in the pouring rain. And my note is, I think she might find herself at the Bates Motel. Yeah. But it's actually he that I does. know. I know. I was kind of surprised about that. <laughs> they throw a little curve. Yep. So he ends up at the Bates Motel. My note is, Norman's getting enough business, he needs to hire someone. <laughs> I, I mean, there's not one car in the parking lot. <laughs> but he, yeah, yeah, he shows up, and Norman hires him to, to work for him. 
But first, Norman is stuffy, simple animals, not sophisticated ones. Not very sophisticated animals. He's, like, gone down. Although we knew he stuffs a lot of birds. Um, And he's eating it. And my note is, ew, taxidermy and eating should not mix. I know, and it was that really gross, like, oily peanut butter. Government-issued peanut butter, that's gross. Ugh. I just, <laughs> the thought of eating while you're doing that just and your hands are dirty it I know just, it was disgusting it's awful but he had candy corn he did I was excited I was like candy corn you know that he was like that was my idea in the first movie we are bringing the candy corns I'm back I'm the director <laughs> yep. there will be candy corns <laughs> but my question is so there's this scene where Norman is like Gathering up these dead birds, like that are around a bird bath or something. Was he poisoning them? I don't know. Because why? Why there are was they like died two by or the bird three bath. dead birds, like right at the foot of the bird bath? He must be. Although it would have been nice to show that. Yeah, but just... it just seems weird that there would be all these dead birds around a bird bath, like in the same spot. So, uh, my idea was, he must be, like, poisoning them or something. Yeah, my head is filling that out, but it'd be nice if the movie did. But he puts one of the birds that he thinks is dead in this brown paper bag, and it starts, a little while later, it starts moving, and it scared him so bad that it made me laugh so hard. <laughs> the bird came back to life like Matt Squirrel. <laughs> There's a very long squirrel story <laughs> surrounding the events of the funeral. <laughs> Maybe we'll tack it on. We won't get into. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, so Norman goes back to the diner where he was, where he had worked and where the Mrs. Spool, the old lady that he killed at the end of Psycho 2, his real mom, worked. Right. And he... Well, alleged real yeah, mom. Yeah, true. Um, I wrote down a funny quote when he's like, I'll bring you back a couple of burgers, all right? And Dwayne goes, oh, I right. got so excited. <laughs> <laughs> that made me laugh so hard. <laughs> no one on this earth has ever been so excited like hamburgers. <laughs> nope. Again, <laughs> bad night <laughs> delivery. Yes, way too bad. <laughs> <laughs> um, we this is where we get information that it's only been a few months since part two. Right, because that's what I wrote down next. I think at the diner with the talk and stuff that's going on. We find out that it's just been a few months. Right, right. So when he gets to the diner, well, first we see the diner before Norman gets there, and there's this journalist there who oh, yeah. is doing like a a story about murderers who have been let out of prison, and Norman Bates is one of the people that she wants to profile in this. So she goes to the town and goes to the diner and kind of is interviewing like 
one of the waitresses that worked with Norman there and the owner and stuff and and the sheriff is there and I don't know they're all like give Norman a break he's a nice guy and yeah they're all protective they're of very him. protective of him and she's she's pretty annoying and pushy yeah she's another fairly bad 80s <laughs> oh. just overacting <laughs> bad per example bad per <laughs> <laughs> but uh but Norman walks in and sits down and she sits down with him and talks to him and upsets him. Mm-hmm. And then Maureen walks in. She gets dropped off by a truck driver. And he sees her and starts having flashbacks of Marion Crane because she looks a lot like her. She's like dressed similarly. She's got the exact hair. Yeah, and she, she'll, like, bend down to get something, and it'll show flashes of the first sight. Right, right. And her name is Maureen something. It starts with a C, and, like, on her suitcase, it has mm-hmm. the initials MC. And, like, in his kind of crazy mind, he thinks it's Marion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then the... uh Reporter comes to talk to him, and he's ultra weird. Yeah. <laughs> kind of giving her a reason to be kind of suspicious of him. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> yeah. And then, so, he goes back to the hotel, and Maureen ends up getting a room there. Does she see Dwayne right away? Yeah, he's the one that checks her in. He She walks into the office, and there he is, eating one of the hamburgers that Norman brought back for him that he was so excited about. And they're both like, oh, you again, you know. And he apologizes. He's like, I'm sorry, you know. But he, uh-huh. he checks her into cabin number one. Yep. And Norman sees her. And he's kind of upset that she's in cabin number one. It kind of starts. Well, it, it was unfortunate because of that's where Marion right. was. Marion. But he ends up taking advantage of the peephole anyway. <laughs> yes, he does. <laughs> <laughs> but he. Well, it shows a scene because I've got stuffed mom is creepy because it shows like. The one thing about this movie that's different from any of the other psychos I've watched so far is it shows the mom a lot, the dead mom. Yeah, I think they were doing that for scary effect. Yeah, and she was kind of gross looking. Um, but he he's standing at the peephole, and she's, like, getting undressed to take a shower or a bath it ends up being and then he suddenly walks into cabin number one all dressed up like mother to kill her Booker says he has donned the garb of his mother (laughs) 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 Um, but he walks into the bathroom to kill her and she is sitting in a bathtub full of blood she had slit her wrists hmm and that was an interest. That was a twist. I did not. See I didn't coming. either. Yep. 
They got me again. And she's kind of like hallucinating. She's looking up and, you know, his face is kind of, there's a shadow. You can't really see him. And she's picturing like an angel or a nun coming to save her. But Norman presumably like calls 911 or something because then she's in the hospital and she, she lives. Yeah. And then she... Is that when you start seeing her or talking to somebody? Yeah, because she's in, like, one of those, like, Catholic church-run hospitals because, like, she's talking to a priest and a nun is her nurse and stuff. But And Norman goes to see her and they talk. Um, And then we see Dwayne, the dude that Norman hires, the one that, you know had gotten a little aggressive with her. Anyway, we see him at a bar and the the journalist is there and he tries to pick up on her and she will have nothing of it. Then he throws down a book of matches and it says Bates Motel and she gets interested. Finds out he works there. But he picks up mm-hmm. another girl at the bar and brings her back to the hotel and Norman stabs her to death in a phone booth yes after they Dwayne does a weird spotlight dance with lamps (laughs) (laughs) yeah there is just a weird scene there with those two (laughs) and Dwayne kind of a love him and leave him (laughs) that she seems shocked at (laughs) he kicks her out of the hotel room totally naked This doesn't seem like uh, something good to do when you just got hired at a place. At the place you're hired at. It was such a weird scene because it shows her, like, in her bra and underwear, like, doing some dance. And he's, like, holding up these two lamps and, like, doing this spotlight thing. It's so weird. It was almost out of, like, a, like a, uh, oh, David Lynch dream type thing. but um yeah so they i guess they have sex and then it cuts to him she's like trying to stay the night he gets all mad at her and kicks her out naked and that's when norman and norman's like i can't have this sort of thing going on in my motel (laughs) (laughs) but yeah but he stabs her to death and then that's the last we see of that. And then all these tourists arrive that are there for like a football game, like a homecoming game or something. Yeah, so it's like teenagers. Well, it was a lot of adults, too. <laughs> they were like really into this football game. <laughs> were those supposed to be adults? I think so. Oh, <laughs> like, yeah. I thought they were teenagers. You can't tell with movies. They hire really old people to play high school students sometimes. <laughs> but yeah, they're all like drinking and hooping and hollering in the in the uh, parking lot. And then someone I think like Like, reports the girl that he had killed as missing, so the cops show up, and 
I don't know. Norman had hit her body in the ice machine, which is weird. <laughs> yes. <laughs> There's a lot of people, people staying there. at her hotel, and they're going to need ice. <laughs> and she's not very deep in the ice. You can, like, see her. No. But the sheriff is standing there, and it's really hot. And he opens up the ice machine, and he's looking at Norman, and he starts, like, grabbing these bloody ice cubes and eating them. <laughs> so gross. <laughs> so gross. Yeah, and you can see her hand. He just doesn't look. He just doesn't look into, he just, yeah, I mean, he's just grabbing. It was some of the worst body hiding <laughs> in the history of cinema. <laughs> I mean, you've got that swamp right behind you. <laughs> it was gross though um but yeah i mean so they have to kind of talk to norman because it it was known that she had come back to the hotel but nothing really comes of it but the the journalist is suspicious right i mean doesn't she go yeah do you want to hear my yeah because i'm starting to like this isn't going to help. Not remember. <laughs> <laughs> These are my notes from the Dineron. That nun is the worst. This movie sucks. The back of her head is so gross. I think that was mother. <laughs> yeah, it was. Her hair was. <laughs> Dwayne is going to eat it. Norman yells, Baby! Do you know what that is? <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> but I think it must have been funny. <laughs> And then I wrote, I could be sleeping right now. <laughs> and I said, Norman's going to get some nuntail? Oh, yeah. And then Norman's life involves a lot of cleanup. <laughs> that deputy is the best. Nancy drew horseshit. Yeah. <laughs> Dwayne said, Parley. <laughs> <laughs> he said something about Parley and the money over. Right. <laughs> I was like, Dwayne said, Harley? <laughs> right, right. So the, I mean, uh, so yeah, the journalist is suspicious. She goes to the Mrs. Spool's apartment and sees like the Bates Motel phone number. She calls it. I don't know. She's. I don't know. Um, Norman goes on a date with Maureen and they get drunk and like almost. It was a really awkward scene. <laughs> Yeah, and you know what Harold said, seeing their relationship develop, that would have been interesting. It would have been, because... I think it would have been... I would love to see him fall in love. Right. But it just was all weird, because he always acted weird around her. Because he thought she was Marion, right? Yeah. Yeah. But she falls in love with him, right? Yeah. Yes, definitely. Yeah. I don't know. It So they're like kissing and he like freaks out and goes probably because mother has some things to right. say. Right. I just can't. It seems like a long time ago that I watched this, but it was Yeah. It, these details are I know, super I know. important. Another I mean, girl gets killed cuz I remember he she's like sitting on the toilet and the first thing he stabs is the toilet paper. Yes. Booker's like, why did he stab the toilet paper? <laughs> what did it ever do to him? <laughs> Booker also wanted Norman to stuff everyone that he killed. <laughs> he was fascinated by that. 
Yeah, he, uh, he kills one of the partiers at the hotel. Yeah. And then, like, he's back in his house, and, and this is after he and Maureen kind of make out, and she goes up to the house to apologize or something, or talk to him, and he is dressed as mother, right? Because he had just killed that person on the toilet, I think. Um, but she ends up like falling down the stairs, and it's the same shot as that detective, that private eye. <laughs> yeah, the one we laughed at because it was weird. Yeah, they do like the same shot. She like falls backwards down the stairs, and it's just like focused uh-huh. on her face, kind of like that. And it's a way that no one falls. Yeah. So long. Exactly. She totally burped all the way down the stairs and that no. But, she, but we laughed about this when it was the detective. Right. And then she like falls onto a statue or something that has something poking out of it and it like stabs her in the neck and kills her. So Norman didn't kill her. Right. It was accidental. It was accidental. And then like he <laughs> and then the journalist breaks into his house. And I'm like, why would you break into a killer's house when you think he's still killing? (laughs) (laughs) But she sees Maureen's body. And then she sees Norman on the stairs, dressed as mother. And she's like, jackpot. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah. um, And I I just have this note. I like Norman adjusting the painting on the way up the stairs. Like, I think after... (laughs) I don't know. He goes up the stairs, dressed as mother, and like there's a painting that's kind of lopsided, and he like stops and adjusts it, <laughs> like nice. straightens it out. But he goes into mother's room, and she's missing, and he's mm-hmm. looking all around the house for mother, and he finds a note on the table that says, "I'm in cabin number twelve. Come see me, love mother, or something like that." <laughs> so he walks to cabin twelve, but he's just got this crazy look on his face. but mother is in cabin 12 watching cartoons and Dwayne or Duke as they call him is in there so he had figured it all out or someone had told him I don't know yeah I think he had heard rumors about Norman and 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 Dwayne could hear Norman and his mother arguing that's right that's right I think he just put, put it, together. it together. So he went and stole mother's body and put her in the room. And oh man, he kisses her on the cheeks. He is crazy. He, is, he crazy. is crazy. It's another weird scene, but he like kisses mother on the cheek. It's so gross. She's yucky. Yeah. I was watching the YouTube version, uh-huh. and so it wasn't the. It was pretty grainy, but. Apparently she's green and just yeah, gross. she's kind of gross. But, uh... Yeah, Norman ends up... Like, throwing an ashtray at his head and hitting him with his guitar. And then he puts him in the trunk of his car. Or, no, in the back seat. Because he's going to dispose of what he, he thought he had killed him. But mm-hmm. he's not dead. He ends up, like coming up from behind the back of the seat and like trying to strangle Norman and the car gets all out of control and goes into the swamp and Norman's able to get out. But by then 
the journalist had called the cops. I don't know. Norman ends up getting arrested. <laughs> <laughs> yada, yada, yada. Norman gets arrested. <laughs> so, yeah. So, the ending is Norman's in the back of the cop car. And for some reason, he's got his mother's arm. <laughs> Did you catch that? Did you see that on... Yeah, I put the hand at the end was just nonsensical. It I was, was like, why does he have her hand? Because, oh, that's right. He gets all mad at Mother and, like, stabs her and all this sawdust comes out. I don't know. That's right. He has a cathartic yeah, moment. that's right. I think that was really important. I think that was supposed to be super important to the Norman. I think it, like, I think it was supposed to have cured. Right. Like, he finally has killed his mother, so that has been laid to rest and then he's got the arm (laughs) (laughs) and that was nonsensical that was stupid it was just played for scares because well one we know we know the fifth one fourth the fourth one is about the beginning right it's flashbacks so it's almost like he cured himself by stabbing his mother and then just playing for scares or weirdness at the end, he's cradling her arm. I know. He's in the back of the cop car, handcuffed. They would have searched <laughs> him. It just, it, that's why I said it was nonsensical. And it, it was nonsensical for the situation and for what they were trying to do to have it be a cure for him by killing his mom. Yeah. I mean, because it's not just her hand. It's like her, Bad it's like her whole arm up to the elbow. Yeah, yeah, because you see him sitting in the cop car with his handcuffed hands in front of him, and then like one of his hands kind of reaches into his jacket and pulls out this gross green arm, and he like starts petting it. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, so I don't know. It, that just angered me that they would ruin everything they had just right. done. It was a nice ending shot, though. It was the same smile yeah. that he has at the end of the first Psycho, the original. Right. But, and he does say to the sheriff, he seems kind of glad to be caught. He's like, now, because, I mean, the sheriff kind of gives him a little lecture. Like, man, I was, I was really pulling for you, Norman, and blah, 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 you know. And Norman's like, no, now I'm free. You know, I don't know. Yeah. So, I don't know. I'm a little interested to see Psycho 4, because I know it's flashbacks, but I. Mm-hmm. I that is what I did see because I have some flight flashes of it, and I remember him talking on the phone to somebody hmm. and telling the story. So I don't know if it's a reporter or a cop, but he seemed, from what I can tell, he's fairly well adjusted at that hmm. point. Interesting. Yeah, I don't. If I saw Psycho Four, I don't remember at all anything. But I, it's the same as Psycho Three. I didn't think I had seen this one until that body in the mm-hmm. ice and the and the yeah. sheriff eating the bloody ice cubes that I had a full memory of so I was like okay I have seen this so that might happen to me with Psycho 4 too yeah I don't know I remember Ben being involved in me seeing it and it could have been so late that you were out of the house could have been something yeah. but uh yeah so <laughs> That was our weird review of Psycho 3. That's Psycho 3. <laughs> when it was over, Booker said, well, that was a bona fide religious experience. <laughs> <laughs> it 
it was fun watching it with Boo. But, uh, so, yeah, I mean, it, I don't know. It wasn't wasn't good. I didn't like it. (laughs) (laughs) I, I don't know. I guess the most. I might have had a lot more fun watching it with someone else. Yeah, I mean, the fun parts to me was just seeing Norman as full-on Norma again and stabbing people. (laughs) Right. Because we didn't get that in Psycho 2. Yeah, that's true. So, but, yeah, I don't know. I didn't hate it. It sounds like I liked it better than you did. But I'm not yeah, saying I liked it. Sounds like you did. But I know. <laughs> I probably won't watch it again for Christmas. Emily gave me like all the psychos. <laughs> <laughs> I've got Psycho two, three, four, and then the Bates Motel TV movie. Yeah, it's on Amazon right now, everybody. For like, it, I think it was like three sixty. <laughs> <laughs> it's enough. It was as much money as, like, renting one of them. I just thought it'd be handy for her Very to have. Very handy, thank you. <laughs> I gave her another good movie. <laughs> that one was just a bonus. <laughs> oh, that's right. You gave me the Darjeeling. Unlimited. Right. I did. And I I am just aghast that I didn't order my own. Why didn't I just order it for myself? It was so <laughs> cheap. It's And I'm renting them. Well, I watched that one on YouTube, but I'm not doing that again because it was not good quality. You'll pay more. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Maybe we can watch Psycho 4 together. Maybe I'll come down and we'll watch it together. That might be yeah. fun. So, but yeah, um, I don't recommend it. <laughs> <laughs> Our review is probably quite enough. <laughs> hey, what's the bird's nod? I, didn't I don't know. It. I'm not sure. Sorry, yeah. Harold, we didn't catch it. Were there... Was there a scary bird scene? <laughs> I, I don't know. Just maybe the dead ones around the fountain is a yeah, bird possibly. Scene. It's been way too long since I saw. The I know, bird. same. I I bet it's been since I was in like junior yeah. high. Oh, one thing we didn't mention is um, the journalist goes to a nursing home and meets with the original owner of the diner to talk about Mrs. School. And he gives us the information that she had been institutionalized. And that she was really his aunt. Right. It was, it looked like they were trying to open it up to like more, a new mom now, which I'm doubting they ever did. Right. It just, that was, <laughs> I, I like the twist on Psycho 2 that, that the, that wasn't, that Norma wasn't his mom. Right. And he had a, he found his real mom and so he kills her. I like that too. To do the so, same thing. I liked that, but that was enough. That was, and they didn't, yeah, but in this movie, they tell us. Leave well yeah, enough alone. Yeah, <laughs> that actually Mrs. Bill wasn't his mom, it was his aunt, after all. And that the original mom was his mom, right? I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know. I thought there was gonna oh. they were setting it up that there's another lady out oh. there. I don't know. It... <laughs> Whatever. Whatever. 
So, anyway. <laughs> I'm glad Bates Motel is better than all these. <laughs> yes. <laughs> if we had knew Bates Motel was coming up and it hadn't started yet and we wanted to do a podcast and we decided as we were waiting to watch the Psycho movies, <laughs> I might have different views. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm glad it happened how it happened. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah. So. But, yeah. So we'll be getting back into Buffy's. Next week. For the time being. And we're only about three months away. No, January to February. Two months away from Bates. Yeah. Starting again. Season three. Yay. I'm so excited. Me so too. excited. Are we going to try and get episode? Well, we're going to are we going to try and watch Psycho 4 before that? Maybe as our like last thing before? Maybe. We could, I mean cuz we're going to be going cuz I think we should watch it together. I think that would be fun. Um Oh, we, we could, could do it up. Yeah, cuz we're going to be going to Wyoming at least once or twice more in the next month or two to we only put a small dent into clearing my mom's stuff <laughs> we worked for three days and we got clothes. jewelry, clothes and coats and cookbooks done. oh and cookbooks and bathroom, bathroom stuff. stuff but there's her whole sewing area with pounds and pounds she was and pounds a quilter. of fabric <laughs> <laughs> she was, she a, was quilter, a quilter and we also have like family china and stuff yes she had two big hutches full of dishes that my dad wants to whittle down to one hutch yep. and get rid of the other one so, so we'll be going back out to Wyoming so maybe I'll bring Psycho 4 with us and we'll watch it out there ah uh, yes yeah. so so yeah, we'll do that. So yeah, let's fit it in before bait starts. Let's let's be done with these sequels. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so all right then. Well, I gotta go take down right. my Christmas. Yeah, I'm hungry. Me too. <laughs> I'm always hungry when we're done. Thirty. <laughs> <laughs> um. All right. Well. Um. Uh, <laughs> okay, well, that's it for the Jane Wright you... Memorial Podcast. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> so until next time, chill your own ass. Bye.
pause for a second. Rob, I think, needs something. Okay. <laughs> Was that my laundry or yours? worth pausing for, for sure. Okay, he had to show me that there was a sock in a sweatshirt. <laughs> <laughs> From the laundry. That's awesome. <laughs> look, Bob, look. That's <laughs> oh, hilarious, he had to show you. <laughs> After he did it, he was like, worth pushing the mute button for. <laughs> Standing on the corner Suitcase in my hand Jackson's corset, Jane is in her vest And me, I'm in a rock and roll band huh. Riding a studs back at Jim You know, those were different times all, all the poets, they studied rules of verse And those ladies, they rolled their eyes
story what just happened just now i i picked up some chick-fil-a for scout yesterday you know Mm -hmm. and then she ate some of it and then she had to shower and then she was just tired she was exhausted (laughs) (laughs) and i told her she said she finished the rest of her chicken after her shower and so i think she just put it on the bed with her and went to sleep and i just had no idea Anyway, this morning I took Eleanor to school, and I'm listening to a podcast, and I just walk in, and I just go straight to the kitchen to grab some yogurt, and I'm like scooping the yogurt out, and I hear, I swear I hear whining, and (laughs) I'm like, that's weird, because I'd already taken her out, I'd already fed her. So I, you know, I take my earphones off and I listen and she's whining really loud. And I was, I look around and she wasn't in the room with me or anything. I got really worried that she's like whining in a back bedroom, Mm -hmm. like really loud. And (laughs) so I'm looking in the bedrooms and I look at Scouts and she's standing on Scouts' bed (laughs) looking really helpless. I put it together pretty fast. (laughs) (laughs) That when I left the house, it was her chance. (laughs) She went up on the bed and ate Scout's chicken and she couldn't get down. (laughs) I snapped a picture. It's funny. (laughs) She couldn't get back down? (laughs) No. (laughs) She didn't think things through very well. Why couldn't she get down? Well, one, there's some things on her floor, and two, her legs are just so long, she gets a little nervous about some things like that. (laughs) (laughs) It took a while as a puppy to figure out going downstairs. She'd go up them, but she wouldn't go down them (laughs) for like eight months. Oh, that's hilarious. Such a big, helpless dog. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, dogs. Was that little chicken nugget worth it? (laughs) (laughs) You should have seen Bunny when I walked in the house last night. Oh, my goodness. Lola. (laughs) What did Bunny do? He did about 10 laps around the house. He like <laughs> ran into his room, ran in the living room, hopped on the couch, ran across the couch, jumped back down into the kitchen, around the island, back into his room. He did that like 10 times. 
<laughs> Scout had come in first and was standing on the far side. And then, so Scout was standing. She walked in first, and so I was on one side of the door. Well, I was just walked into the door, and Scout was by the couch. So there was about eight feet in between us, and Lola was just going back and forth. And I had Eleanor in my hands. She was going back and forth, back and forth, and then all of a sudden she just just turned around in circles. <laughs> she like ran in this tiny little circle in between us like eight times. <laughs> I have ne- never seen her so happy to see us. <laughs> yep. <laughs> They're so cute. <laughs> They're cute, and. Yeah, and then Lola just laid by the foot of my bed and put her head on my bed and just stared at me. <laughs> Funny, like <laughs> after I went to bed, <laughs> after doing his laps, he came over to me and I, you know, petted his head and gave him some kisses, and then he went and laid down and like fell asleep instantly. <laughs> <laughs> It's funny. Yeah, it Lola was... just stared at me. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I got up at about 7 this morning and went out on the couch and got Bunny, and we cuddled for an hour or so. so. <laughs> <laughs> That's nice. Yep. Oh, they're funny. 